0: Welcome to The Sun Also Rises, here on KPCGFM. In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that I've come to really appreciate over the years, and that is proverbs. Proverbs are short, pithy sayings that generally state a piece of truth or advice, and pretty much every nation and cultural group on the planet has its own collection of proverbs. The wisdom in a proverb is often ancient, but not always. And if you look at a certain nation's proverbs, you can often learn quite a bit about that nation's specific knowledge and values and culture. As an old German proverb says, a country can be judged by the quality of its proverbs. So for today's episode, we'll speak with three different guests from three different nations to learn a little about the wisdom contained in the proverbs of their countries. First, we'll speak with a man who you probably know from another program here on KPCG called The Trumpet Hour. He's a regular panelist on that excellent show, and he also writes for the Philadelphia Trumpet News Magazine. His name is Anthony Chibariyadwe. Thank you for coming on the show today, Anthony.
1: Thanks, Jeremiah. I appreciate being here. Well,
0: first of all, could you tell us a little bit about the country and the specific uh, cultural group that you come from?
1: Yes, I'm from Zimbabwe and uh, I'm going to be talking about Shauna Proverbs. Now, Shauna, it's both my native language and also uh, where I come from. I come from the Shauna people, so I'm going to be talking about uh, Shauna Proverbs.
0: Okay, that sounds great. I I looked this up, and uh, the Shauna language has about 11 million speakers, and then there's another three to four million if you include some of the related dialects. And uh, as, as I'm sure you know, it's spoken mostly in Zimbabwe, but also there are some speakers in Botswana and Mozambique. Uh, and I know that over the centuries and millennia, the Shauna people really have developed a rich collection of proverbs. So I'd, I'd love to hear you just share some of those with us.
1: All right, great. Thanks. I'm I'm really excited about this. And one 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 thing that I've noticed in just going through some of these proverbs is that a lot of these proverbs, they are of course, words from the wise, from antiquity. Most of these, they are very ancient. So you will find that in a lot of the prophets that we we'll go through, there isn't a lot of the, the modernity of today. So it, it's just um, ancient, ancient wise words. Mm-hmm. So the first one I'll start with, um, this is what it says in Shauna. Zikoni, <speaking> zikoni, mimba hai
0: Sounds wise, but it doesn't mean much to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What it means, this is just the transliteration of it. It means the impossible will always remain impossible. You cannot remove a pregnancy with a big cough. And the meaning of that proverb is that there are some things that might appear uh, manageable, but they are impossible. And what's done, it's done. Accept it and live with it. That's what the proverb means. And I know that when I when I was in, in elementary school, when we learned this proverb, it, it really made sense and it was applicable to many different situations. It made sense. But now just, just as I was thinking about this, I realized that many people cannot quite identify with this proverb as they probably did 10 or 20 years ago.
0: I, I think it still has some, some powerful wisdom in it, though.
1: Do you have another one for us? Yes, I do. Um, I'll, I'll just go through it in Shauna. And the English? Oh, it says in English, that which has horns cannot be wrapped up. The meaning of that proverb is that especially when something bad has been committed, uh, you cannot hide it forever. It's gonna show up. Its horns are gonna poke through the the wrapping. Yeah. That's that's what it means. And I, when I, as I was thinking about that, I just realized that this came from a people who probably dealt a lot with animals. Um, yes. Maybe sometimes uh, people sell maybe different parts of an animal or a beast, like say a cow's head, and and of course you cannot wrap it up uh, neatly packaged with the horns still attached to the, to the head. So I think that's where it came from. And of course, it's pretty obvious you cannot quite wrap it up. And the main lesson is that crime doesn't pay. And I think that a lot of people believe that when, uh, when they came up with this proverb and over the years. Yeah, another one relating to animals. This one says this. Now, nzo, in English is an elephant. And what it's saying here is that an elephant is not burdened by its own tusks. Just a few facts about elephants. I, I was I was going through some of this information. Some of those tusks can uh, be as long as 11 feet and can weigh as, as much as 200 pounds. Wow. And uh, the visible part of those tusks, it's pro- probably just two-thirds of the tusks. So there's about one-third that's still in there. I'm sure when they probably looked at this they they were picturing or maybe making comparisons with a human being uh because those tasks are teeth essentially mm-hmm. so they probably thought about you know having a human being with such long teeth or such heavy teeth, of course, that would be quite a challenge that will uh give you quite the big mouth, <laughs> but what it means is is that an elephant is not burdened by those it it looks like it's a burdensome uh, of the body, but it, it's not burdened by it. And what it means is that we may have responsibilities in life, uh, but life gives you what you can handle for the most part. I, and I think that's uh, the lesson that the proverb is trying to convey.
0: And that's a really valuable lesson for sure. I actually had the opportunity to visit Zimbabwe back in 2010. That's where I first met Antony. And uh, it was an unforgettable experience. It was actually in Zimbabwe that I first fell in love with national proverbs and found them to be kind of a a vehicle enabling connection with other people. There were several individuals there that I wanted to strike up a conversation with and get to know, but I wasn't quite sure where to begin. I was, uh, at the time, a 29-year-old single and childless man. And so it was a little bit difficult sometimes to find ways to break the ice with for example, a 75-year-old mother of 10 and grandmother of 35 grandchildren. Um, but I learned after a few days of being there that if I asked them about the proverbs of their culture, the Shauna culture, then it would give us kind of some some interesting fodder to discuss, and it would break the ice so that we could then start to discuss deeper subjects. And it was just I just remember it was really beautiful to see how these individuals would light up at the question, and they would begin to sort of collaborate with each other um, and then present these gems of ancient Shana wisdom. And one of them that I was told that I've always remembered was, the white pumpkin invites trouble for the black one. (laughs) And uh, in, in Zimbabwe, apparently there's a species of black pumpkin, which is very difficult for people to see in the undergrowth of the forests. But there's also a species of white pumpkin, which is easy to see. And if one of the white ones grows near some of the black ones, then a hungry person will be lured over to the patch by the white one, but then they'll see all the black ones and and eat those too. So it's it's pretty interesting. It, It just means, I think, that if a given individual is engaged in mildly bad behavior, he'll probably be able to remain hidden, like the black pumpkin. But if he had a friend or something who's a really reckless miscreant, then uh, both of them will be discovered and punished. Um, so anyway, I, I thought that one was <laughs> was really interesting. Do you have another another Shauna proverb for us?
1: Yes, um, I have one one last one that I can that I'd really love to to share with you. But just just to go back to the last one that you brought up, um, you see that there's a lot of connection with uh, agriculture, with yes. the environment, and. Um, I think hopefully hopefully uh this program ha- helps our listeners to see uh where these proverbs came from what uh the societies were thinking about we're focusing on the last proverb that I want to share with this one was uh I think that was my my uh employer when I was in Zimbabwe this one was his favorite because he used it a lot it says it's very short it says atswinya arwa what this what this simply means is that one who has pinched has fought it's not of course advocating fighting but what it says is that if you are involved in a fight and all you can accomplish is just pinch someone you have actually fought you have fought a battle and what it simply means is that every little contribution counts think it was my my boss's favorite because uh, it helped with his business uh, practices just having that at the forefront of his mind every little contribution counts and of course that applies to so many different aspects of life
0: it really does yeah i I appreciate you sharing that with us and uh, we just really appreciate you coming on the sun also rises today to discuss the these really beautiful proverbs of the shana people
1: good to be here
0: Before we bring on our next guest, I wanted to quickly share one of my favorite proverbs from another African country with you. This one is about knowledge and wisdom. And I've heard it said that if knowledge is the acquisition of facts, then wisdom is knowing what to do with them. Well, this proverb from Guinea really makes that same point, but just a little more poetically. It says, knowledge without wisdom is like water in the sand. Well, for our next segment, we'll travel east of Africa, across the mighty Indian Ocean, over Indonesia, across the South China Sea, and to the Philippines. There are some 120 to 150 different languages in the Philippines, and perhaps just as many ethno-linguistic groups. But the official language is Tagalog. Worldwide, there are about 28 million native speakers of Tagalog, and another 45 million who speak it as a a second language. And our next guest today is fluent in Tagalog and very interested in the Proverbs of the Philippines. Her name is Monica Antonio. Thanks for joining us today, Monica.
2: Thanks for having me here, Jeremiah.
0: So you were actually born in the United States, but to Philippine parents, is that right? Yes, that's right. And you've also lived in a few other countries?
2: Yes, I've lived in Hong Kong um, my childhood, and then I was able to go to Jerusalem for a semester, um my senior year here at Armstrong College.
0: So so how many years did you live in the Philippines?
2: About 11 years. Oh,
0: okay, so that's still uh, more so than in any other country, I would yes. guess. Yes, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you're really quite a cosmopolitan, having been immersed in several different cultures, but but I know that despite your uh, globetrotting, you still really embrace your Filipino and Tagalog roots.
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, my parents are very Filipino and... I just spend a lot of time, most of my time in the Philippines. So, and I just embrace like the culture and the food and yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. I, and I know that uh, the Tagalog peoples have developed a really rich collection of proverbs. So, if you would, we'd we'd love to hear one of your favorite Tagalog proverbs.
2: Okay, um, my first one here is "Habang may buhay may pagasa," which means "As long as there is life, there is hope."
0: That's a really yeah. beautiful one. One that can give people who are discouraged a, a lot of hope i mm-hmm. think yeah that's great and if, if you have another one feel free to fire right. away <laughs> okay
2: the second one <laughs> i have is walang chaga walang nilaga um the literal translation is if you're if you don't work hard you won't get soup because nilaga is kind of it's filipino food it's soup but yeah. essentially it means no pain no gain
0: yeah well there's there's always truth to that So it's sort of a local uh, Philippine version of of a a bit of wisdom that probably a lot of different different cultures use. That's great. Okay, and uh, another one?
2: Kung may tinanim, may aanihin, which is if you plant, you will harvest. It's kind of pretty literal, like, proverb, but it makes sense. If you don't put any effort right now, you won't get anything in the future.
0: Yeah, you've got to work now to have the the payoff and the the yield later.
2: Mm And then the next one is "kung um, ng bato, which is if somebody throws you a, throws a stone at you, throw them bread. So basically, this means that instead of looking for revenge, you have to show love and um, forgiveness to the other person who offends you.
0: I think we we could all definitely benefit from having that kind of attitude yeah. instead of uh, you know always trying to just get even, just right. forgive and forget. Yeah, that's great. Do you have a, another for us? I
2: do. Um, this one is um, similar to what Winston Churchill said. It's like, the farther you look back, the farther you are likely to see in the future. Hmm. Um,
0: yeah, that really does sound uh, strikingly yeah? like his words. Maybe, maybe he read through some <laughs> right, of
2: those. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have, which is literally health is wealth. So it's a popular proverb here as well. And then um, I have another one from the national hero, Jose Rizal, which is, he who doesn't love his mother tongue is worse than a rotten fish. (laughs) (laughs) He's very patriotic.
0: Yeah. And in your view, what do these proverbs uh, reveal specifically about the Philippines, would you say?
2: Um, I feel like it really reveals a lot of, um, well, there's this word, Tagalog word Bayanihan and it means community and I feel like that's a huge thing for the Filipinos is um, just being a community helping each other being a huge family and I think that um, a lot of the proverbs that we have are, are reflect the agricultural um, based society of the Philippines
0: yeah that's true there, there was quite a bit yeah. about traditional uh, you know foods and agricultural mm-hmm. things I, I think we have time for a couple more. If okay. if you if you wouldn't mind sharing All a right. few more,
2: yeah. Um, let's see, ang matapat na kaibigan tunay na maasahan, which is um, literally translated to you know a true friend in time of need or a true friend is reliable. Yeah. A lot of wisdom in mm-hmm. that for sure. And then um, I have ang mabigat na ang ay gumagaan kapag pinagtutulungan, which means many hands make light work, which is also a very popular proverb here. Yeah. As well. Yeah, so.
0: distribute the burden across a yeah. lot of shoulders and, and it's right. a lot more manageable for everyone involved.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I feel like that reflects the bayanihan as well. Because like, in the past, they would, like some villages would carry their houses or help their neighbors carry their houses to relocate. So, <laughs> Like they would physically pick them up? Yes, because they're like huts, so they could okay. carry it. So many hands make light work to carry that hut. <laughs> that makes yeah. it even more
0: beautiful to know the, the background like right. that. Well, Monica, we really appreciate you coming on the show today to discuss those uh, just very wise and, and beautiful proverbs from, from the Tagalog culture. So thanks very much. Thank you. When we come back, we'll head toward the West again to discuss the proverbs of a certain European country. This is The Sun Also Rises on KPCG-FM. We'll be right back. I'm Jeremiah Jacques, and you're listening to The Sun Also Rises on KPCG-FM. On today's episode, we're talking about maxims, axioms, adages, aphorisms, or you could just call them sayings. We're talking about proverbs, and specifically the proverbs of different nations and cultures. And before we bring on our final guest, I wanted to share an American proverb with you. We don't often hear as much about American proverbs because the country is so much younger than most other nations. But even in our youth, even in our national adolescence, we have produced a few wise adages and maxims. And here's one of my favorites. We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. I love this one because it basically admonishes us to think ahead and to be sure that we're not just living for the moment, but that we're trying to make long-term decisions that will uh, benefit future generations. So as an American, I wanted to be sure to give us at least a little bit of representation there. And now for this final segment, we're going to speak with a student of Herbert W. Armstrong College, which is on the same campus as the KPCG Studios here in Edmond. And this man has lived in the United States for the last two years, But before that, he lived the first 21 years of his life in his native Germany. Mr. David Michel, thank you for being on the show today.
3: Thank you, Mr. Jacques.
0: So uh, what part of Germany are you from?
3: The southwest. It's called Saarland.
0: Okay, and that's near the border with France there? Yes, sir. Okay, how how far away is it?
3: About six miles. Well,
0: I've had the, the privilege of visiting Germany, not specifically that part of it. But uh, everywhere that I saw, it was just an exceptionally beautiful country. And I also know from my personal hobby of perusing Proverbs that the German people have developed a rich tapestry of Proverbs. So I'd love for you to uh, share one of those with us.
3: Well, the first one I got here is, Morgenstund hat Gold im Mund, which means uh, morning hour has gold in its mouth, which, um, which we always hear to rising early, really gives us really gives us the advantage because it's really like gold in our mouths for the day because Hmm. it's the most important hours in the morning and if we get those right then the rest of the day might go will go well as well
0: definitely a lot of wisdom in that do you have another for us
3: yes man muss die Dinge nehmen wie sie kommen which means you have to take the things like they come so if things get tough for you know something that doesn't work out quite well we just got to be content with where we at in a moment rather than worrying about things so i really like that one because it's just helps me to think about just being content with where i'm at and then things will come Wer rusted, der rusted. that means um, he who rests grows rusty so we we gotta work on our, this means we gotta work on our skills to to improve we if we because if we start resting, we will get rusty. On the heels of that, I would say, Eile mit weile, make haste with leisure. Because uh, when we go, f- when we work on things, but we got to also take a moment and slow down. We, ha- needing our, we have our eyes on the goals, but even, take a moment and just enjoy also what we're doing right now, because otherwise it, you can get overwhelmed with just trying to work up towards something.
0: So make haste with leisure. Yeah, yeah that's that's excellent.
3: Übung macht den Meister would be the next one. Practice is what makes us a master. Just always practicing, practicing, practicing. No matter what it is, from, uh, continuous repetition will eventually make us a master in our field.
0: The more I read into people who achieve a lot, the more I realize that uh, talent, as they say, is overrated. That's, that's become kind of a, you know, a phrase that you hear quite a bit lately. Really, we can, we can produce... Those kinds of results just by working hard, by practicing hard. So that's yeah. there's a lot of wisdom in that that proverb for sure.
3: Yeah, another one would be, um, "Taten sagen mehr als Worte," which means actions say more than words. And that's really for us Germans. We we just we like to do things and we like to get things done. If somebody talks a lot but just doesn't get things done, we, we really don't appreciate it. We really lo- like people who really get things done. They, they say it and they make. We say also they make nail. They make. Nails with heads. So you have a ha- nails with heads, not just like a... a na- so you're actually getting something done.
0: Oh, okay. So the head is there so that you can drive it yeah. in. It's not just to look at.
3: Another one would be... Uh, dienst is Dienst and Schnaps is Schnaps. Work is work and liquor is liquor. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we we do we can do work which um, we might not enjoy as much, but it needs still needs to get done. And then afterwards, you know, we can have... Or time for for our own things, but work needs to get done.
0: So it just separates, you know, the yeah. work from the recreation after work. There, yeah, that's great. And I, I think if you look at the culture of Germany, you see people who take work very seriously, people who just accomplish so much.
3: One um, my mom would always tell me is "Lügen haben kurze Beine," which means um, "lies have short legs." So if we if if we lie, we don't get far because we just get, just got short legs. Man soll die Katze nicht im Sack kaufen. You shouldn't buy the cat in the bag because you don't know what you might get.
0: You shouldn't buy a cat in a bag? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Because you, you don't know what to, what to expect.
0: Right, right. Yeah, lots of different applications for that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and besser spät wie nie. Better late than never. Even though we won might run late with something, which inevitably is going to happen at some point, we should still follow through and finish the job, even though we might be late.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we have that one in, uh, in English as well. I wonder if that's uh, one of those universal truths that sort of spills the banks of national borders and becomes almost a universal kind of a proverb. Yeah. So in your view, what do you think that uh, these proverbs that we've discussed today reveal specifically about Germany?
3: Germans, um, I think they're just focused on getting things done and really, mm, really it's really f- about focusing on perfection and striving to getting things done and working and just better, bettering themselves and, and because they strive, especially when it comes to building cars like Audi or Mercedes, they strive for perfection and they c- those cars last long and they are just really complex. and that's, I think that's for, for the German mindset, is just really striving. I think we don't understand quite as much um, German thoroughness, just how much we actually want things to be thoroughly done.
0: So uh, a quest for thoroughness and also perfection. Uh, I think we have time for one more, if you want to squeeze another one in here.
3: That schlägt ihm fast den Boden aus. That hits the, the keg thr- the bottom through. So if you do something, like you, you overdo something, like you go, you'd have the keg and then you hit through the bottom, Because you overdid it, you actually took it too far.
0: Well, David, I would like to uh, just really thank you for coming on The Sun Also Rises today to share those interesting and very enriching German Proverbs with us. We really appreciate you listening today. We hope that you'll send us your feedback and comments. Let us know what your favorite proverb is. Just email tsar at kpcg.fm. Well, I'd like to thank Anthony Chibaridwe for coming on today, and also Monica Antonio and David Michel. I'd also like to thank the KPCG operations manager, Mr. Dwight Falk, and the production assistant, Abraham Blondeau. And I'll leave you with the words of the British historian, John Christian. Language would be tolerable without spicy epigrammatic sayings, and life could no doubt be carried on by means of plain language, wholly bereft of ornament. But if we wish to relish language, if we wish to give it point and piquancy, and if we want to drive home a truth, to whip up the flagging attention of our listener, to point a moral or adorn a tale, we must flavor our speech with Proverbs. Well, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.